The Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association is a national bilingual association of professionally trained counselors. CCPA's members work in diverse fields of education and employment and career development, social work, business, industry, mental health, public service agencies, government, and private practice. Their 2019 conference was jointly presented with the International Association for Counseling. It was held May 13 to 16, 2019 at the Delta Beauséjour Hotel in Moncton, New Brunswick. I'm your host, Mark Franklin, practice leader of a team of career professionals at CareerCycles.com and co-founder of One Life Tools. I'm pleased to be your host today on Career Buzz. Simone Lambert is president of the American Counseling Association. Dione Mifsud is outgoing president of the International Association for Counseling, and Valentina Shishinova is a Canadian certified counselor and the North American representative for the International Association for Counseling. I'm joined uh, today by members of the Counseling Associations. We have uh, Simone Lambert. She is president of the American Counseling Association. We have Dione Mifsud, president of the International Association for Counseling, and Shishi Nyova, who is the North American rep for the International Association for Counseling. I'm your host, Mark Franklin, on Career Buzz. Thanks, one and all, for joining me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, Simone, let me start with you. Um, what, what are you doing now as in the leadership of your association, and what do you like about it? Sure. So this is close to the end of my term, and it has been just a wonderful experience to be able to travel the country, interact with counselors and do presentations, but also to advocate for counselors at a national level on issues that really are very important to counselors and the people that they serve, including Medicare reimbursement and uh, advocating for them to have um, access to services. Nice. You mentioned advocacy. What are some of those skills and strengths that you use to be a leader in your association? Sure. So skills include, I think the biggest one is perseverance, you know, because there are some tough challenges ahead in, in working with policymakers and uh, helping people get to the same page. And then uh, listening to hear what are the issues that are going on out in our professional community and our communities at large. Love that. Listening as a key skill for leadership. You Thank you. And uh, Dione Mifsud, what about you? What, what role do you play now and what do you like about it? Um, I am the outgoing president of the International Association for Counseling. In fact, I'll be passing on my baton to Bogin tomorrow. Um, but uh, I've been president for seven years, and seven years is a very long time. What I like about IAC is that it is an international uh, association, and so um, we have been helping um, associations around the world the associations which are at different um, stages in their development. So like ACA, for example, it is um, at a very advanced level of development. But there are some associations, especially in different countries, um, who are at an embryonic phase. For example, where Italy is concerned, um, IAC helped by um, appealing to the Supreme Court in Italy because there was an attempt to eradicate counselling out of that country and in fact counseling has been saved um, in that country uh, through a decision, a sentence by the Supreme Court there and IAC obviously did some groundwork to achieve that. So interesting to hear what's going on around the world. Um, I didn't get, where are you based? I'm based in Malta. Uh, it's a very small island archipelago uh, south of Sicily um, uh, and 
Um, it has been a privilege for me coming from a, such a small country to serve an international association. And what strength, Dione, do you use to be successful in your leadership? Um, a little bit of listening and empathy. Um, uh, I, I know this can sound like a cliche, but there's nothing like listening well and understanding and putting oneself to someone else's shoes from a transcultural perspective, especially because we are constantly dealing with requests which are coming from different countries, and obviously each country has its own certainties and perceptions and different ways of seeing things. Thank you. And Shishi Nyova, over to you. Um, what do you like about what you're doing as uh, in your role in the association? I wear a variety of different hats within the association, and although I'm the exiting North American representative, I'm actually responsible for other aspects of uh, the organization and that includes evaluation of memberships. I also am the one who created and uh, is uh, maintaining our um, social media presence and I really love uh, being engaged uh, with the public in the variety of ways in which I get to do um, and brings me a tremendous joy to be part of the organization because we're involved in a very specific kind of advocacy from my point of view and it's amazing to be part of this process where you're actively helping counseling to become popular around the world and activating for basic needs of people. From my perspective, counseling is a basic need and should be available to people in a quality way. And I think that this is what we're helping to achieve and that's what drives me in my passion of being involved with the organization and the work I do. And as the North American rep, where are you based? I am based in uh, Vancouver, Canada, and yes, I'm a counselor by profession and have a private practice there. Nice. Sorry, Valentina Shishinova. Um, and I didn't get, Simone, where you're based. We're here at the Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association conference in Moncton, New Brunswick. Look it up on a map if you don't know where that is. And where were you based, Simone? Yep, it's a little bit chillier here than at <laughs> home. So I'm uh, based in Northern Virginia, right outside of the Washington, D.C. area. Nice. So what's one turning point, each of you, in, in your story? You know, you're all now doing leadership roles in your associations, and you're doing counseling roles, working in universities. If you could share one brief turning point that might you know interest listeners as they're contemplating their own career paths what's one turning point that you can share okay so the first i have to do two the first one was an undergraduate wanting to be a teacher and taking math calculus and deciding no no it must be another way to help kids and then it, after i did my master's degree i knew that i really wanted to go on for counselor education and become a teacher of counselors so that was a, a pivotal decision for me. Nice, thank you. Valentina, what about you? You've now, you're doing, you have a counseling practice. What was the turning point for you? Uh, well, there are many turning points for me. I think that probably the most interesting one will be me, uh, my involvement uh, with IAC. I first became uh, familiar with IAC five years ago uh, at the end of my master's, and I attended uh, the IAC conference in Turkey, and I was in. I was in love with the concept with the people, uh, with everything that they were trying to accomplish. So over the year, I started emailing the secretary at the time and asking to volunteer. And it took quite a long time until I finally sent my resume to Dioni <laughs> and, and asked for Dioni to interview me. And uh, at that point, I convinced them we have to establish social media presence. And I took this upon myself. I created uh, the social media presence. And then two years after, I was uh, elected as a board member. And, you know, when I think back 
at the time I will be like, I can't imagine, like, I can't believe I'm here kind of idea. And uh, I'm just encouraging everyone to follow your dreams, never think you are not this or, or that, and just pursue what you want to. If listeners want to follow you on social media, is it LinkedIn? Is it Twitter? Is it Instagram? What's your social media channel? So the best social media channel is our Facebook page, and we constantly uh, update it every other day. You will see different posts that we have there, and this is a place where if you want to get in touch with the association, uh, that will be me who will answer you, and uh, you can get in touch with us through there or uh, through the email address of our CEO. And, which, and how do listeners find you on Facebook? Is it IAC? Is it what are they? Yes, it's it's IAC. It's the International Association of Counseling. Got it. And Dione, I mean, of course, one of your turning points was when you hired Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> so, and another turning point maybe that you could share with listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing my doctoral studies, and I was at the same time president of my home association in Malta, which is a very small association, as you might probably imagine. And one time, I think this was December 2007, I received uh, an urgent email from my doctoral tutor, Professor Tim Bond, asking me whether we would consider hosting the IAC conference in Malta, which was um, uh, within a few months. And without thinking um, a lot, I said yes there and then. I didn't know what I was going in for, but that was the first, um, uh, the first time I had ever heard of IAC and the first time I had come, come in contact with it. We did organize a very successful conference in 2008, um, and the lucky break came when the Minister for Social Policy asked me to write his speech. And um, basically I wrote a speech which was quite a political speech in favor of counselors and counseling and how counseling should be regulated and how it should be regulated. And I said to myself, they're going to butcher it. Um, but nothing, basically the minister read out what I had written. So then we could go back to the uh, to the politicians and say, well, this is what you declared during the opening of our conference. So obviously we're going to hold you up for what you have written. Wow, that's a beautiful story. I think we can <laughs> learn in North America. Maybe we can get some speechwriters for our uh, politicians Absolutely. in North America to go to go to bat or invite you, Dione, to write speeches for our politicians. <laughs> so let's just turn the conversation for a moment to the work of your associations and just understand from, from your perspective what might be a, a priority for you and maybe something that has some universal appeal uh, that we can share with listeners. And let's remember, we have listeners of all sorts. We have some people who are in the helping professions and other people who are, you know, listening because they're interested but might want to be a helping professional. So let's start with the International Association. Um, what, is of, what is of interest right now? What would you say is um, one area of priority? Well, um, we have several roundtables, and each roundtable is designed so that uh, people and counselors and helping professionals can all belong to it. So when we're speaking about helping professionals, we're not just speaking of counselors, but we're also speaking of counseling educators. We're speaking of anyone who is in a helping position. And perhaps what I'll do is I'll um, go through the, the list. I'm going to forget some of the roundtables, but we have an ethics roundtable, a student's roundtable, of which Valentina here is also the chair. Um, we have a practitioner's roundtable. We have a research roundtable, we have an associations roundtable, an indigenous roundtable. And for the next uh, year, we're envisaging um, the establishment of a basic competencies roundtable. Us being an international association for counseling, it is very important for us to identify what the basic um, helping and counseling competencies are 
worldwide and we um, aim to achieve this true consensus not true imposition but through a consensus by all the associations involved so um, if there are um, people who are very interested in forming part of our roundtables they are very very welcome to do so Thank you. My, my guests today are uh, Dione Mifsud and Valentina Shishinova of the International Association for Counseling and also Simone Lambert, president of the American Counseling Association. Um, over to you, Simone. What is a priority for the American Counseling Association right now? What's maybe something of universal appeal that you sure. can share with listeners? Sure. So we have a wide variety of counselors that are part of our association, from school counselors, rehabilitation counselors, to clinical mental health counselors. And currently our clinical mental health counselors are faced with um, regulations in each of their states that prevents them from relocating readily, easily, uh, from state to state when they have to move, let's say, if they're a military spouse or they are, are leaving to take care of a family member or that sort of thing. So what we're working on right now is a plan to be able to facilitate that relocation uh, and then maintaining their ability to work through licensure, which will increase access and increase access to areas where we really need some help, such as our rural communities that are faced with things like opioid addiction or mental health crises. And for us to be able to have um, something that we're working on, it's called an interstate compact that will allow counselors, uh, when this comes to fruition in a couple of years, uh, to be able to do not just uh, relocation and, and maintain their practice or maintain their licensure, but also to be able to do telehealth and reach communities that are underserved. Nice. You mentioned the opioid crisis. I know this is a critical issue in both our countries. Um, you know, and if listeners are interested, we all hear it now. It's in the news so much across North America, uh, Vancouver in Canada, Toronto where I'm from. It's now moved there. It's all over the place. What is the role of counselors to deal with the fallout of the opioid crisis? So we have many different roles. First is prevention, first and foremost, prevention in the schools and with our children and youth and families. And then once we identify that there is an addiction issue going on, um, helping those that are impacted to be able to have access to services at the same rate or, or manner that they would if there was a physical condition, right, to be able to, to get treatment, to get help. Um, and then also to be able to advocate for the um, people who are struggling with addiction so that they can um, maintain their recovery for the long haul. And what we see with addiction is it's a brain disease that unfortunately relapses part of the process. So a one-shot um, approach to this is not something that we can really um, address. We need to look at this for the long term, and that's going to be continued advocacy and continued access to mental health resources. Right on. Uh, Valentina Shishinova, you've been working in social media. You mentioned social media crosses all borders. Here you are at the Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association. We have the American Counseling Association here. What are, what are you seeing, especially from the social media aspect, where you know information crosses borders immediately? What do you see as some common threads amongst all of the things that you're, you're communicating and hearing about over social media? Well, I think... Uh I think the common theme is advocacy, I would say, and like really establishing counseling as a profession. I think that's the only common thread. 
I see amongst everything that comes because as uh, Dionia already mentioned, um, uh, like many of the different organizations around the world are in different stages of how well the profession is developed. But probably one thing that we're still struggling with is stigma against going and actually seeking help when you need it. And this is like where I see the efforts are uniformly around the world, we're doing the same. We are advocating the importance of, of the profession and encouraging people to come and reach out to help. That it's okay, you don't have to do it by yourself and we're there to help you go through whatever it is that you're going through. And you mentioned we, you know, just in case listeners are thinking, hey, these guys are involved in this interesting helping professional work. Those unfamiliar with counseling might be mistaking counseling and psychotherapy and psychiatry and psychology. Can one of us just say, what is it? what does it mean to be a counselor? What's a typical pathway, if a listener were interested, to becoming a counselor? So typically, becoming a professional counselor means that you would go through a graduate school program. And depending on your country, you're going to have different requirements and different certification requirements to be able to practice independently. Nice. Okay, that's a really simple answer, and I appreciate that. To wrap it up, you know, we've um, talked a little bit about your personal stories, the association work. One final question for each of you, if you had one thing to share with listeners about what you've learned. You know, you've managed your careers and your lives, and if there's one lesson that you've learned or one piece of advice that you could share with listeners, what would it be? One, one idea. Valentina? I think for me, as, as time had passed, I really had come to believe that one needs to pursue their dreams and don't be afraid and don't put the limit of what you think is achievable and it's not because you really never know what the end is until you actually start walking the path. Nice, great advice. Simone Lambert? I would think just in, in working with consumers and clients, um, asking for help is actually a sign of strength. And regardless of, of where you are in your life, that, that um, a professional counselor can really help you to get to the, your career goals and your life goals. Right on. Do you name I've been very privileged to be at the IAC president because this has basically um, been an, an opportunity to get to know, to understand, to learn what goes on in different countries in the world and how different people tackle their own problems, limitations, and address the issues to their everyday life issues. And it has been a wonderful journey to, uh, quite a humbling journey, I would say, to understand that some, some issues are very common, but some issues are also very different. All three of you, thank you so much for joining us here on Career Buzz. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You've been listening to interviews recorded at the Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association's 2019 conference in Moncton, New Brunswick, here on Career Buzz, where Canada's unique radio conversation that empowers lives, enriches careers, and energizes organizations. I'm your host, Mark Franklin. You can find out more about me at careercycles.com. If you have comments on today's interviews, please email me, mark with a K at careercycles.com. Technical production today was by Kat Klippenstein. Catch Career Buzz every Wednesday. 11 till noon Eastern Time on CIUT 89.5 FM in the Toronto area or CIUT.FM worldwide. Go to careercycles.com and click podcast. I'm Mark Franklin. Thank you for listening to Career Buzz.